What's poppin' everybody? How y'all doing? It's yours truly, the one and only, Big Gator, Gator Love, Don Cayman, Spiffy Gator, Turtleneck Gator, Gold Chain Gator. Mm. I thought I had another alias ready to just jump out of me, but I lost it. Um, they don't come, uh, I don't think about it before I press record, they just come to me, you know. Um... I'm actually super sober right now. This is probably the first podcast I've ever started that was like completely sober. I haven't smoked at all since like noon. Um, but I'm about to smoke in like literally 12 seconds. As soon as I get done pushing record right now, I'm going to light this joint. <clears throat> I got this joint from Buds for Life. Um, probably the best dispensary. In, not probably. Definitely the best dispensary in Fresno. If you guys are ever in the area, I would only go to Buds for Life, even though Fresno isn't a recreational county yet, when it does become a recreational county, if you guys are in the area, don't waste your time going to any of the other dispensaries, they're trash, but that's all the love um, Buds for Life gets from me, I've only gotten one free gram from them, and it wasn't even today, so that was a long time ago, uh... I feel like it was a decently slow week this week. I had a alright week, you know, a lot of ups and lots of downs. Um, but you know, you gotta ride the wave. Uh, I feel like it was a very slow week just for news and everything in general. Um, I feel like of course the Super Bowl happened and there's a lot of shit to talk about surrounding the Super Bowl and just All-Star Weekend. But, I mean like in music and Hollywood. In general I feel like not, there wasn't much that went on this week that I wanted to talk about anyway you know I'm sure there was some shit that actually happened but yeah so I'm not sure where to start yet let me look at these notes real quick and uh, actually let's just start with these commercials that were kind of trash I will yeah I was gonna say I won't call them trash but I feel like one of the main reasons people who aren't really into sports watch the Super Bowl is because they enjoy the funny commercials and just outlandish commercials that are aired during the Super Bowl, you know? But this year, I feel like they let us down. Like, it costs so much more money for your commercial to be aired during the Super Bowl that I feel like you should only put out your best content. Like, if somebody came to you and you felt like it was a fucking amazing idea in December or November, goddamn, and you felt like it was an incredible idea for your brand, and you were planning on getting a commercial during the Super Bowl, you got to save that shit for that ad, pimp. Like, unless it was like a time-sensitive sort of ad, you know what I mean? Something that's capitalizing on a moment in time right now. But if it wasn't, save that shit, you know what I mean? Because you got to put out your best content. It costs way more money to have that viewing rather than putting out a commercial in March 15th. Sorry if your birthday is March 15th, but... You know, on like a day in March 15th when the season, the NBA is slow, NFL is over, like that time is a slow ass time on TV for sports and just in general. So I feel like that's an easy time. Right now, though, I feel like they let us down. I said this already, like literally, but the only commercial I remember is the Dirty Dancing commercial with OBJ and Eli. Like, they did the whole Dirty Dancing reenactment. But other than that, I can't recall a single commercial. I still remember the Doritos commercial from however many years ago where that kid, like, hits that guy and he's like, don't touch my mama, 
and don't touch my Doritos. Like, nigga, that was a line right there. Like, that was a car commercial. Like, Doritos know what they're doing. Well, oh, pause. <laughs> I said Doritos knows what they're doing. That's actually another thing we're going to talk about. Doritos is introducing Lady Doritos. I'ma just I'ma let that sink in for one second. I'ma just give that a moment of silence while I like this joint. Alright. Now that y'all have had some time to sink in, let me read to y'all with the Doritos um what's his official title? The Doritos Global Chief Executive said Although women would love to crunch chips, ugh, that was terrible. Although women would love to crunch chips loudly and lick their fingers and pour crumbs of the crumbs from the bag into their mouth afterwards, they prefer not to do this in the public. <coughs> Sorry. You watch a lot of guys eat chips. They love their Doritos. They love to lick their fingers, or they lick their fingers with great glee. And when they reach the bottom of the bag, they pour the broken pieces into their mouth because they don't want to lose the taste of the flavor and the broken chips in the bottom. Women would love to do the same, but they don't like to lick or they don't like to crunch their they don't like to crunch too loudly in public and they don't like to lick their fingers. Being a male, you feel me? I don't have a problem with this at all. But I'm super interested in how women feel about this, especially since the chips aren't going to crunch. So like does that mean the chips are going to be stale? Or does that mean the chips are going to be more doughy? Or like, there's not a good, there's not a good enough description of this for one, but we don't even have to go down that road yet. I want to know how more women feel about this. And I'm not talking about the white feminist women. Sorry, white women. I'm not really looking for your opinion. Um, I, I more so want to know how the, actually white women can just to not extreme feminist white women because that their views on life and things are unrealistic and the way feminists or the way white women are perceived just naturally by people in general are completely different than let's just say a latin woman would be perceived or a mix i don't there's a proper term for i don't know if people like to be called latin i called someone latin one time and they they gave me a full thing on how Latin was created by the white man and so like yeah or was it it was either Latin or Hispanic they told me Hispanic or Latin was created by the white man and I didn't need, I didn't know my I didn't have a retort for that so I you know yeah so let's just go with Mexican so like a white woman is completely perceived differently than a Mexican woman for example just naturally like they could be wearing the same exact things. The first thoughts that come into your head are going to be different. It's just going to be different. And that's just naturally the way we've been programmed by society throughout the years. <coughs> so, in saying all that, I'm not high enough to forget where I was yet. I'm just trying to tie that into, I want to know how those women feel about Doritos creating a female Dorito. I like in a way I can see how it would be considered offensive but also in a way if there are more if 
you know, a majority of women do feel that passionately about not crunching loudly in public or licking their fingers and shit like that, then, I mean, it could be a good business move, you know? I just think it's genuinely interesting and the feminists kill people, so I just thought it wasn't necessarily a good idea to create it, but I want people to answer this. Like, let me know what y'all think. I'm about to snap y'all too, because I really want to, like, this is actually interesting to me now. Like, I want to know what more women think about that Dorito. I had a quick thought after I submitted that segment. This could actually be a brilliant fucking idea. Like, I still want to know what more women think about this, but there's so many women, like, in America and just in general that, like, if I'm sure they ran a study or a poll or something to prove that there's a fucking profitable margin enough of women that prefer not to crunch their chips loudly or lick their fingers in public so I actually think this could be a really good good idea Loki I think it also could be offensive but at the same time I think it could be good because not this isn't a because this is Loki a tangent um I lost it. <laughs> okay, found it. I wonder how they're going to market it. Like, I wonder if they're going to try to, like, market it with, like, other feminine products. Or, like, maybe, like, feminine time of the month products. You know, or, like, how they're going to tied into specifically female Doritos rather than just like them just being chips in the chip aisle. Because <laughs> I feel like just because they're chips in the chip aisle or new chips in the chip aisle called female Doritos, I don't feel like women are just specifically going to go buy those. And I mean, I wonder what they're going to do on Instagram and Twitter and shit like that. Like what kind of ads they're going to put together. What like color the bag and shit's going to be. I feel like it has to be sort of like a feminine-ish, like purplish, pinkish, plumish. You feel me? One of them sort of colors. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. But um, because they already had a, I don't even know what I said right there. Doritos already has a green. They already have a red. They already have a blue. They already have a purple-ish. That uh. Oh, I fucking forgot what flavor that's called. But I know they have a purple. I used to fuck with that bag tough. They have a light blue as well. That's that, uh... Y'all know. Oh, Ranch Buffalo? I think that's what it... I don't know. Real niggas know what that was called. The light blue bag of Doritos. If you know, tweet me. Um... I think that's all I had on the Doritos thing, but I wanted to make sure. I think the marketing behind that can be really nice, though. Um, but 
I just think it's a little weird to call them female Doritos. Maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, I don't know, yeah. You know what else I didn't know is that the Super Bowl is gonna be in Atlanta next year. And that could be wild as fuck. Yeah, like that halftime show, that could probably be <clears throat> the best halftime show the NFL's ever had. That could probably be the greatest halftime show at any event ever, in all seriousness. Cause like, I'm gonna just give you a potential. Like, if they was to like, bring out Outkast, like Future, Migos, and like 2 Chains, Just like, that would, that would kill it. The NFL's never had a list of people on the shit coming out that I can think of right now is better than those four performers. <sighs> Niggas would go crazy. In Atlanta, Outkast, Migos, Future. I feel like, you feel me, even if they want to go super conservative, not even super conservative, if they want to go like conservative, they should even get like Donald Glover, you feel me? Because white people love Donald Glover too. They could even have him out there doing Redbone, all that shit, and then like just transition into some Outkast. What? Nigga, that would kill it. Like, if they wanted to have him headlining, though, you feel me? And then just have a little throwback in with Outkast to keep it still a little more on the conservative side, but on, like, a more traditional hip-hop... Or not a traditional, but, you know, just Atlanta vibe. They could still bring in Outkast. That'd be hard, but I don't think the NFL is going to do that. I wonder who they are going to bring from that to perform, but I feel like you have to go to somebody from Atlanta, you feel me? I feel like it would, it's only right that they have somebody from Atlanta perform in headline and also bring out other Atlanta artists. Like, it's only right. And Atlanta's in that new stadium. That's... Man. Like, I watched the halftime show this year and it was cool. Like, I'm not a huge Justin Timberlake fan, but when he's one of those people that are performing... And then you really realize how many hits he actually has. Like, Wale, for example. He's like one of the niggas that'll just be performing hit after hit. And you're like, oh shit. I didn't even know Wale really had this many hits. Like, niggas probably know Justin Timberlake has that, like, that many hits. He's probably not the best example. But they're kind of old now. So it's just like, oh. Oh shit, Justin. I, I ain't even remember this, pimp. And then you out here vibing. It's low-key to some old Timberland, though, but it's still cool. But, like, it's just, uh, I don't know. It just didn't, it, 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 it could just be me, man. It just didn't do it for me. I know it's not just me, but I can't really pinpoint what it was. I just, it just wasn't, it seemed too over the top for no reason. Like, he didn't really bring enough people out, like, and I feel like that's always what it's about, like having the big performance, not just by yourself, but with someone else, you know? And, uh, yeah, I just, it, I don't think it was actually a big, it was over the top, but it wasn't a great performance, if that makes sense. 
And even in his performance, I think it was weird that he did like the Prince hologram tribute-ish kind of thing when him and Prince Loki had a a slight beef. Not a, I won't even I wouldn't even really call it a beef, but they had some tension. You feel me? They they fired shots back and forth for a while, you know what I'm saying? But I mean I understand Justin letting bygones be bygones, but Prince didn't like holograms and tributes and shit like that. So like I don't know. I think it's a little weird that he did that. I I think it's super cool that they lit up the whole city purple, like it's in Minneapolis. Like I think that's good enough. You feel me? I don't think he had to sing his song or do anything like that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there was a, a different way for them to do something that shows that they have to honor Prince. Because at the same time, you have to honor Prince because it's in Minneapolis, you know? So, like, I feel them feeling the requirement to honor him. But at the same time, I feel like there's a better way than having someone else sing one of his songs that they low-key had, that had tension with one another, you know? Yeah, like, that halftime show, that could probably be the best halftime show the NFL's ever had. That could probably be the greatest halftime show at any event ever, in all seriousness. Because, like, I'm going to just give you a potential. Like, if they was to, like, bring out Outkast, like, Future... Migos and like two chains. Just like that would that would kill it. The NFL's never had a list of people on the shit coming out that I can think of right now is better than those four performers. <sighs> Niggas would go crazy. In Atlanta, Outcast, Migos, Future. I feel like you feel me? Even if they want to go super conservative, not even super conservative, if they want to go like conservative, they should even get like Donald Glover. You feel me? Because white people love Donald Glover too. They could even have him out there doing Redbone, all that shit, and then like just transition into some outcasts. What? Nigga, that would kill it. Like if they wanted to have him headlining though. You feel me? And then just have a little throwback in with Outkast to keep it still a little more on the conservative side, but on like a more traditional hip hop or not a traditional, but you know, just Atlanta vibe. They can still bring in Outkast. That'd be hard, but I don't think the NFL is going to do that. I wonder who they are going to bring from that to perform, but I feel like you have to go to somebody from Atlanta. You feel me? I feel like it would, it's only right that they have somebody from Atlanta perform in headline and also bring out other Atlanta artists. Like, it's only right. And Atlanta's in that new stadium. That's... Man. Like, I watched the halftime show this year and it was cool. Like, I'm not a huge Justin Timberlake fan, but when he's one of those people that are performing... And then you really realize how many hits he actually has. Like, Wale, for example. He's like one of the niggas that'll just be performing hit after hit. And you're like, oh shit. I didn't even know Wale really had this many hits. Like, niggas probably know Justin Timberlake has that many many hits. He's probably not the best example. 
but they're kind of old now, so it's just like, oh, oh shit, Justin, I, I ain't even remember this, pimp. And then you out here vibing. It's low-key to some old Timbaland, though, but it's still cool. But, like, it's just, uh, I don't know, it just didn't, it, 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 nah. it could just be me, man. It just didn't do it for me. I know it's not just me, but I can't really pinpoint what it was. I just, it just wasn't, it seemed too over the top for no reason. Like, he didn't really bring enough people out, like, and I feel like that's always what it's about, like, having the big performance, not just by yourself, but with someone else, you know, and, uh, yeah, I just, it, I don't think it was actually a big, it was over the top, but it wasn't a great performance, if that makes sense. And even in his performance, I think it was weird that he did like the Prince hologram tribute-ish kind of thing when him and Prince Loki had a a slight beef. Not a, I won't even I wouldn't even really call it a beef, but they had some tension. You feel me? They they fired shots back and forth for a while, you know what I'm saying? But I mean I understand Justin letting bygones be bygones, but Prince didn't like holograms. And tributes and shit like that. So like. I don't know. I think it's a little weird that he did that. I I think it's super cool that they lit up the whole city purple. Like it's in Minneapolis. Like I think that's good enough. You feel me? I don't think he had to sing his song. Or do anything like that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there was a, a different way. For them to do something. That shows that they have to honor prince because at the same time you have to honor prince because it's in minneapolis you know so like i feel them feeling the requirement to honor him but at the same time i feel like there's a better way than having someone else sing one of his songs that they low-key had that had tension with one another you know i think he maybe could have played the guitar i don't know if justin knows how to play justin timberlake i'm not just gonna call him by his first name like we homies i don't know if justin timberlake knows how to play instruments and shit like that but or the piano i mean i know it's instrument i don't know why i said this but i'm just saying i don't know if he knows how to play guitar or piano but if he does he could have just like played one of the instruments in a similar keys or similar notes you know that Prince did, and that would have been cool, as they lit the city purple, that would have been dope as fuck, and that would have been enough, I think, I think it's weird that he even had beef with such an icon anyway, like, Prince has been an icon Justin Timberlake's whole life, so I think it's weird that he can beef with a nigga that's been so legendary since you were born, that's like, I mean, but that kind of speaks to a level that Justin is now, though, so, I mean, I guess that's pretty cool for him, too. Um, something else that I think that was pretty cool was all the free Meek Mill chants that was going on. Like the Eagles came out to uh, the intro, I believe, and then they were playing it again in the locker room. So that's dope, you know, that all of Philly is just like chanting free Meek and all that shit as the game's happening and after the game and as they won and everything. <laughs> I seen a cop say freak Meek. <laughs> freak free meek mill and shit like that so i mean it's cool that the whole city is behind him and like supporting him and like pushing for this nigga to be freed that's definitely dope but 
I have no idea the details on his case at all. Like, I don't know if he's getting released, when he's getting released, at all. Like, I have no idea. I do think it's super wild, though, that the judge wanted him to play like that uh, or remake a Boys to Men song. I don't know if you guys were, were, were aware of that at all, but apparently him and the judge had a meeting, private meeting in the judge's chambers, and uh, one of the things the judge asked him to do was remake a Boys to Men song and give the judge a shout out in the song. And uh, Meek Mill wasn't down for it. I need to drink some water, bro. But uh, that's enough of the surrounding stories of the Super Bowl, man. As for the game, my pick was fucking wrong. But if you listened last week, you heard me say I want the Eagles to win, but I just don't think it's going to happen. And the reasons I thought it wouldn't happen was because I thought the Patriots would form a better game plan than what they were forming. You know, normally the Patriots defense, like I said last week, they plan to take something away and make the offense try something or make them, excuse me, they make them do something. But they take something away every time they play an opponent. Like, that's what they try to do. And I would say they're pretty successful at doing that. But when they played the Eagles, shit. The Eagles were switching shit up. They was passing it effectively in the beginning. And then they switched Stefan Gilmore on Alshon Jeffrey. And then they, um, then they started running it down their throat. So... The fucking Patriots didn't have an answer at all for the uh, Eagles, man. Like, it wasn't a good game defensively, but the one play, of course, you guys have seen it already. The one play that needed to be made got made. That strip sack was so clutch by Brandon Graham, bruh. Like, man, I don't know if Brandon Graham strip sacked him, but I know Brandon Graham caught the ball. So, like, damn. To have it all coming down to that. Before he got that strip sack though. I was like oh shit bro. Here we go. I was right. It's about to happen again. Just like how it happened last year. You feel me. I thought the Patriots were doing their shit again. Game winning drive. How Tom always does. And I'm sure hella people felt that way. Like it was just perfectly set up for him to just do a game winning drive. You know and walk off. And the thing was, if he would have did this and won, he would have had to leave. There's no way he could have played another season after winning a Super Bowl like that. I mean, like, I know people might have said that about Atlanta, but, like, actually, no. Atlanta was far more. Just shut up. I'm going to just disregard my whole thing. But what's crazy is the Patriots didn't play Malcolm Butler at all. And a few details have been emerging. I hate how Anchor cuts me off mid-sentence, but I was saying how I was, uh, I think I was saying how I, uh, this is one of the positives about waiting to record because more uh, things have come out in the Malcolm Butler situation about how he was benched right before the game and didn't get to play. And um, one of the reports that came out before was that he was like late for curfew, he was sick, he missed the team flight, and then when he got there, he was smoking weed, and had a bad practice, all this, like, really negative shit, you know what I mean? Just, like, very negative things to where 
it would make you be like, damn, I see why Bill benched him this week. Like, it's not even that, it's not even that bad. But I, I mean, I get it's the Super Bowl, but if he was doing all that, he just must not give a fuck. Like, that's how you would have thought he was behaving, or that would have been your thoughts from the reports coming out. But apparently, Malcolm Butler did an Instagram post yesterday, and he said. All those reports are lies. I visited with my family every night. I didn't do anything else. I wasn't late for curfew one time. I didn't go to a concert. I wasn't doing any drinking, any of that. Drugs, all that shit. Those are false accusations. And it's not only hurting me, it's hurting my family. That was a good paraphrase, if I do say so myself. But I think it's wild, bro. And then Tom Brady commented on the post, and a few expatriates and you know, everything like the picture and all that shit for whatever that's worth. But Tom Brady commented and said, uh, you're a great teammate. Love you, man. And I think it's interesting that a few people feel like that's a shot at Bill Belichick. And in a way, that was an interesting angle that I didn't think about too hard. But I think they could be they could be onto something because Bill controls the team. Bill was the one who benched him. So he had to have a a reason in his own mind. You feel me? And uh, the guy he benched him for was traded from the Eagles a couple seasons ago. I think a few people have said this, you know, on ESPN and Fox and everything. I think Bill Belichick just wanted to be right. I think he wanted to beat them, one of their people, just so that would be... He's not a well-known guy, you know what I mean? But that would... uh, I feel like Bill Belichick is smart enough to know that that would assist in his genius. Him putting an ex-Eagle on the field to beat the Eagles and having a a major role in beating the Eagles and in playing defense that uh, game, he would look like a fucking mastermind for benching Malcolm Butler. If benching Malcolm Butler right before the game and starting an ex-Eagle, if that worked out, he would look like a fucking mastermind. But it didn't. And he benched the person who played 98% of the snaps this season. Like, that's wild. He's played 98% of the snaps and you don't play him at all in the Super Bowl except for on special teams? Sheesh, man. And apparently he was starting throughout the week and everything. And he didn't find out basically till right before the game. Like, that's fucking heartbreaking. I wonder if he had his whole family and shit there. You know what I mean? Like there to watch him play in the Super Bowl, do his thing, and then he's just on the sideline crying. Like, that would have to fucking suck, dude. But now, he's a free agent. He could go ball out somewhere else. So, I mean, in the end, that's all that really matters. That's not all that really matters, actually, because I would hate to have people tarnishing my legacy before I leave to potentially lower my contract value. You know what I'm saying? Because if people feel like he's smoking weed and shit out there, they're going to be like, ah, you know what, you're potentially a liability to get suspended. We can't give you the same contract that Patrick Peterson got or Richard Sherman got, Joe Hayden, somebody like that, you know what I mean? Who's out of trouble, never been in trouble, you know what I mean? They can't give him one of those contracts. I feel like they look for any kind of excuse to lower the value of your contract. You can't give them one, you know what I mean? Um, what else happened this week, man? 
it was pretty crazy how the Eagles got that strip sack. I know I'm looking for more shit to discuss in my notes right now, but I have to just say this real quick. That strip sack was so unpredicted. I really thought the Patriots were going to win. I was just really expecting it. Like, I was just really expecting them to drive. And I was coming, I was hoping to just come out here and be like, ah, niggas, I was right. But in a way, I'm pretty happy that I was wrong. Not even pretty happy. It's just cool. You know what else is crazy? Was Drake shooting God's Plan, the music video for it, at Miami Senior High School. Like, that's probably going to be one of the greatest experiences of some of these kids' lives for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? And for the rest of them, that's probably going to be the greatest experience that they have for at least the next few years. You know what I'm saying? So... I can only imagine being in high school at the time, you know what I mean? Like, imagine Drake coming to Seaside High and performing on those stairs and shooting the music video in that, ba- or, you know, on top by that balcony or something like that. And just imagining how lit that performance would be, how people would be screaming and jumping and shit like that. Now, just imagine not showing up to school that day. Like, when I read that, I was just thinking, fuck, like, that's, that's low-key all I could think about. Damn, I wonder how the kids who didn't show up to school feel that day. And I'm not talking about for, like, maybe a good reason, like they were sick or something like that. Because, like, yeah, that's going to fucking suck, too. But I'm talking about the niggas who maybe, like, skipped school that day just because, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if y'all knew knew anybody who could just skip school or a nigga who could, like, play sick and his moms wouldn't even be tripping or something like that, you know what I mean? And he could just stay home. But we had a few niggas like that at school, so... Imagine being one of them niggas that day and then Drake performs and you're seeing that on Snapchat or on somebody's Instagram live or something like that. I wonder how fucking tried, like how heartbroken that person feels for missing school that day, bro. That's be one of the most tragic things to ever happen. I mean, I know it's just a rapper performing, but Drake's, I feel like most kids favorite rapper at this age or yeah, at this stage of his career for sure. Um, the third, sorry, the dunk contestants were announced, and we got Aaron Gordon, Larry Nance. I almost said Paul George, but that's my—he's in the three-point contest. Victor Oladipo and Dennis Smith Jr. Now, to my friend's surprise, when they listen to this, I'm going with Larry Nance. I think he—I think he's gonna put on the best show. You feel me? Like he dunks hard and I don't know. I I don't actually I don't think he's gonna put on the best show. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is gonna put on the best show. Let me just take all that back. I want Larry Nance to win because I think it'll be really cool. You know, his dad was tight in the league, everything. So that legacy factor will be pretty dope. But I think Dennis Smith Jr. is like a natural baller. You know what I mean? Like that nigga in the gym that people just want on their team. Cause he can hoop and he can dunk on niggas. I done said nigga a lot this podcast. I apologize to any niggas who <laughs> listen to this that ain't niggas. Um, I want Victor Oladipo to do well simply because he was on the squad last year. And I know he can bang out. He was a, That's all he was pretty much known for earlier in his career and coming out of college, being athletic and dunking. But now he's hella stuffed up his game. So I don't know what he's really pulling out the bag this year. And Donovan Mitchell, I'm not going to underrate him simply because of how hard he's balling this year, but I don't know what to expect from Slime. 
And then I already f- spoiled my three-point contestant pick for the yeah the three-point contest. I'm going with Paul George. Like if a member of the squad is in the tournament at all or in in in, the, in any competition, that's who I'm riding with, and that's who I'm going for. So yeah. I think Paul George is going to win. He has my full support and backing. And, yeah. I'm not going to go down the list of all the people in the whole three-point contest. But what was hella weird to me is that Tobias Harris is in the three-point contest. This nigga's like a 30% three-point shooter. Like, I'm talking about low 30s. Like, and I literally mean like 30. I, I think it's no higher than 32. Like, how the fuck did he make the contest? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me, bro. Like... He's not known for shooting threes. He's not even associated with shooting threes, goddamn. I don't even... He's like a... I don't even know what to buy... Like, I would classify his skill as. He's like a a will player. He does a lot of shit just off pure effort. He's been balling, though. Or he was balling earlier in the season. But, like... It wasn't off a specific thing. Like, he was just getting buckets. And, I, and I'm not taking that away from him at all. He, it was just simple buckets. That simple. Um, sadly, I wanted to say RIP to Dennis Edwards, man, a legend, a legend. I believe he was the last living member of the Temptations, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sorry if any of them are alive still. Um, he's the voice on Papa Was a Rolling Stone, that very first verse. Um, and yeah, man, the Temptations is like my favorite movie ever. So I just felt like I had to give him his proper respect since he inspired such a classic and well not even just that but so many classics in general you know and um yeah like one of my old bongs is david ruffin named david ruffin and just in general i just feel like i had to give him his just due um it was a pretty light week man like i said that's all i got um I'm going to just find more shit to talk about if it's a light week next week even if i'm not really into it i'm gonna just make sure i have way more stuff down even if I don't talk about it, just in my notes, you feel me? Um, but like I said, man, let me know if y'all want me to talk about something or y'all agree, disagree, hate, love, something I said. Um, all my socials are I am Gator, um, except for Snapchat. It's Travel T-R-E-V-E-L-L. And um, y'all have a good night, man. Peace.